Hi, my name is Kelvin, founder and host of the System Elite Podcast, and I created this podcast to teach entrepreneurs different strategies and things that they can implement into their business to make it easier and sustainable. So I'm not going to hold you any longer. Let's tune in to this week's episode. This week on the podcast, I had the honor to talk to Kate, and she's coming on the podcast to teach us all about sales funnels. So without further ado, I'm going to let Kate introduce herself. Hi. Well, like you said, I'm Kate, um, Kate Boyd, and I'm the founder of Cobblestone Creative Co. Um, And I'm essentially a conversion marketing strategist. So I help people turn um, the people that they bring into their, their atmosphere into clients and customers. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's even great. So we're just going to dig straight into it. So I know people, even like me, when I first started my business, sales funnels was not my thing. I mean, this is the System Elite podcast. So we're going to talk about those different types of systems. And just so you can know, funnels are actually pretty great when it comes to systems. (laughs) It actually works hand in hand with it. So tell them what is even a sales funnel. Well, I think before we even get into what a sales funnel is, we have to talk about general marketing funnel, right? Because I think what people forget is that kind of everything is part of your sales funnel. So whatever you put out in, you know, the ether from a high level for your social media or any of that stuff feeds into the sales funnel that you create and it it establishes the relationship from that point because that's how people find you so it's really important to think about your marketing as a whole but then most of the time when people are talking about sales funnels they're actually boiling it down into what we would call an email funnel or really a specifically designed journey that you take someone on from the time that they jump on your email list um in order to get to a specific goal. So that might be sign up for a discovery call. That might be buy a product. That might be, you know, any number of things that you might want them to do. For some people, it's not necessarily a sale. They just want to nurture or they want to get some information. Um, And so it really just depends on what your goal is. But a sales funnel is really just an intentionally crafted communication journey that allows people to build the trust that they need to trust in in need to have in order to hit the goal that you have for that particular funnel. Yeah. Yeah. And I always um, like to think about it. Even when I used to be a web designer, um, now what I'm doing, I've actually noticed that these simple little things, they're actually a part of my sales funnel. Like you were saying, like um, getting somebody on a call, a discovery call, all those different type of things. Hey, maybe you could even show us um, an example, Kate, of a sales funnel for like a web designer. Sure. So um, when I actually started, I in more of an entrepreneurial space, I had a B2C business for a while. And so I utilized funnels there, but I didn't really realize that's what they were called. But then when I started my... Yeah. When I started my B2B business, I was business coaching. And so what I really wanted was for people to get on the phone with me Um, because I knew that's where the transformation happened. I knew that that's where I would get clients from. And so that was really my goal, not necessarily to make them buy something for $27. I wanted them to get on the phone and, and be ready to get on the phone Um, for various things. So I started off with like a free strategy call, which really just meant, so I had an easy opt-in. I think for that it was a 
client generating to-do list. So a list of things you should do every day in order to get in front of the right people and generate clients and sales in your business. And so they would sign up for that. And then there was a simple nurture sequence that would go out every day or two, you know, introducing myself to them, sharing some places maybe that I'd been featured online, talking yeah. about some of the results that I've had, talking about client results. Um, and then, you know, addressing some objections and making some asks like, Hey, I would really love to get on the phone with you and maybe offering an incentive to do so within a certain time frame. Um, in order to make them really do that or think about the things that they need to think about before going into a sales conversation or even a free strategy call. At first, that's what I did because I just wanted people on the phone. Eventually, I changed that to a discovery call specifically, like a sales call because I wanted more qualified people once I was established. But it's really just knowing the goal and then knowing what's standing in someone's way of getting there. And once you know what those mindset hiccups are, what those knowledge hiccups are, then you can f create the emails, the communication that fill those gaps for them that get more people to take the action that you want them to take. Yeah, that's even um, how I think about it also when it um, comes to sales funnels and even building out um, different sales funnels. So Kate, I had another question. So uh, let's tell them about how this is not a thing where you have to always go input, always send this out. A sales funnel is really the goal of it is to generate you automated money. Okay. This is something that's working in the back end over and over again. Something that you don't have to touch. Something that is streamlined. And let give them an example, even with email marketing. Sure. So yeah, I mean, like you said, sales funnels are meant to be an automated what I would say relationship builder, right? Because that's really what sales are. They're yeah. the culmination of a relationship. Um, and not even the culmination. They're sort of like the proposal point, right? And then you get married and then you keep committing to one another and all those things, but <laughs> sort of like need the relationship before they say yes to the proposal. And so what's great about email marketing is that people opt into it and they take it a little more seriously because they did give away some personal information. It's not like hitting follow on on Instagram, right? Where they can, yeah. yes, they can easily unsubscribe, but they know that they're giving their personal email address to you. And so it's a higher level of commitment. Um, and then what's great is you set up a sequence. Most, I would say probably even all, um, you know, email service providers have what we call automations or nurture sequences or any number of things, campaigns that they might do that you can set up to be released on certain days or based on certain actions that people take within that communication and whatnot. So it's actually, once you set it up and you test it, then you can automate it and it should work for you. So as long as you're focused on building your list, um, it should be working and generating sales or calls or whatever your end goal is. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking um, when it even comes to email marketing and just sales funnels in general, because it can always stress you out, um, stress your business out when it comes to it. And I know a lot of people overthink it. And I'm just going to give you give you an example of my email marketing system. I use Active Campaign. Um, it has a certain limit. I love the features, the automations in it. And I use that because I'm trying to scale my business and gain a lot of leads. You can always go with ConvertKit. Um, 
even if you want to go test these different things out, let, let's say my convert kit, you can go get that for 30 days free at kelvinpoco slash convert kit and just try convert kit. And it has the same type of automation tools, but really the purpose is for you to be generating those leads, getting those type of clients, or even if your goal was like Kate to get people on the phone. Right. Yeah. So What's great about it is that it is a place where all those email addresses live, where that customer journey can really start. And so long as you are focused on bringing people into it in various ways, it can work for you on autopilot. So tell them about even with sales funnels, how to get people into your sales funnels. How do they actually become a part of it? Um, I know that you can even become a part of it for something simple. Somebody bought your ebook, somebody purchased your free ebook. Like you said, opting it in. Different sales funnels are different type of things. Um, I think you can have a sales funnel for when you're emailing. I have a sales funnel for when you're on the call, you have a script for the calls, you're trying to lead them to go book and pay after the call. Different sales funnels falls into everything in our business, but the key thing is we, hardly even noticed that we're using it or we are even doing it. Just like me and Kate said, we were both web designers working. Like when, when she had her business as a coach and I was a web designer, we didn't even know that we were actually doing sales funnels until like somebody had to tell us like, hey, do you know if this is a sales funnel that you're doing? Mm -hmm. And it kind of um, shook us and kind of got us in the head of saying, this is why we're trying to automate our business. And this is the System Elite Podcast. So we try to hit on those different type of things about when you're making money in your business, how to start automating it, how to start putting systems in place where you can generate money. And one of those things are sales funnels. Um, I know I had a rant on Instagram stories about two weeks ago, and I was even saying how that drives traffic, those different things. You shouldn't be texting and dms every single day just to get somebody to talk to just to get somebody to buy your product you should have a simple sales funnel that they go through and they get to know you and they feel like your friend don't make this so professional don't make it so formal make it seem like they know you you get what i'm saying yeah totally i mean i think all of those i i mean i think there is value in building relationships in the dms and things like that as well especially yeah, if what you do course. is high-end high touch right um, there is a certain level of intimacy that is um, assumed in those things. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with those. The problem is they don't scale as well, right? Because there's only so much time that you have, only much, so much um, you know, time you even want to be spending in those places, especially if you have clients and you have these other things that you're working on. So it, it is important to have different things that allow you to do that on a scale, in a scalable way, on a bigger basis so that everything that you do that points to that then becomes amplified, right? It become it multiplies the impact that you're able to have because you've got a system in place for it. And what's great about having lots of those conversations in the DMs is that you know the questions people are asking, you know what people are thinking, you know why they're coming to you and why they're asking those things. And all right. of those things can be put into the into funnel for more effectiveness. And so it's not that you're right. It shouldn't be this like for formal stuffy thing, unless you're a formal person in which case <laughs> totally, or like working with very corporate clients, right? In that case, 
makes perfect sense. But for the rest of us whose businesses are ourselves and are built around our personal brands and our personalities, it's important to take those things that have been successful in the relationships that we've built that led to clients and then just packaging those in an email format in order to do that in a scalable way. So you don't have to worry about selling all the time on social media. You just have to take social media and then lead people to that funnel. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, you know, like you were saying, DMs is nothing wrong with that. We, I know a lot of us, we have conversations in a DM all the time, but it's gathering information from those people in the DM and adding it to your sales funnel. Um, and like she was saying, if you're a big corporate worker, hey, I'm I'm happy for you. It is your job to be formal. But if you're every single, you know, entrepreneur like this, every creative like this, go ahead and make them feel like they know you. Um, you don't want to have stuffy fluff content. And even tell them about how that is, Kate, um, when it comes to the emails and people doing it even in sales phones it's a lot of fluff and people like the fluff but also to a point where you get to the point sure I, yeah i think there's a balance well and i think i think a lot of things i think everything is very here's the thing with sales funnels is everyone wants them to work the same, right? So everyone will sell you their funnel template, right? The yeah. problem is that your industry, your audience, your personality, your XYZ is different than the person you purchased that from. So it's really hard um, to say that this is the thing that works and that is the thing that doesn't work. What's really important is that your sales funnel hits a few particular notes, right? And the way that you do that is going to look very different. So it really just needs to say, hey, I'm trustworthy and I know what I'm talking about. Um, hey, I'm a nice person. You should hang out with me, right? You have to like you personally. It could even be a very polarizing thing, right? That says, you know, if you aren't about this or this is my philosophy and if you're not in with that, then you should probably just say goodbye, right? So then you're repelling people who mm -hmm. aren't a good fit. And then, you know, of course, you're overcoming objections. You're making the offer. You're showing the value. There's a lot of different things that a funnel has to do. But the way that that happens is going to look different um, for every type of business. And so it's really hard to say, like, this is a funnel that works for X, Y, Z, for everyone, because I don't think that exists. <laughs> yeah. And I even think um, it comes to even thinking about your business. Your business is like, like everybody else. I don't care if you're, if it's another person who's doing email marketing or doing sales funnels like Kate, they're still not the same. Your business, the point is it's yours. It's special in this way. Kate's name of the business is not the name of somebody else. That's what put that personal brand on it and put your personal touch to it. So even when working, like she said, with email marketing, you might say this is the way that, that people might say X and Y, X and Y, this is how you do that. But that's for their people. You know how your people work. Your people might work with a simple sales funnel. They already understand you. Let's say that you're bringing in a cold audience. Tell them about that, Kate, and you're trying to get them into a funnel. You might have to do a little bit more work with your sales funnels because they're cold people, cold audience, which means they don't know you a lot. Maybe it's some warm audience. They know you. They know your Instagram. Y'all text all the time. You can be very, you know, not saying you don't have to sell them as good as the other, as the cold audience, but you, you get what I'm saying, Kate? Yeah, I think when they're cold, it takes a little more time. Yeah, and so what I, because, right, you don't have 
as established of a relationship. And so one way that a lot of people like to differentiate is by having, say, like different levels of, of lead magnets. So say, for example, you've got your one page PDF checklist, right? That everyone opts into. Well, the next level that would indicate that they're a little bit warmer of an audience would be if they sign up for your webinar, right? Because that actually requires a lot of time. It requires them to sit down, it requires their brain power, and they probably know that there's going to be an offer at the end of it. So that means that they're a little bit warmer in respect to what you do. But I think what that really comes down to is again going back to all those clients and conversations that you've had before and and the way people become clients and going okay what has been an indicator that they were ready for the next step and what has been an indicator that then they're ready for the next step and then build that into the journey so that you can yeah. not only warm people up but get them to make another micro commitment for the next level thing. And then you know that they're the right person. And so it may not be your webinar. It may not be a checklist to a webinar. You see that a lot, but it's going to be, you need to have differentiators in your marketing that say, this person is at cold level. This person is at warm level. This person is at hot level. And if they're at hot level level, you should probably reach out to them personally because they're probably ready to buy tomorrow if you ask them. Right. But you need to know what those things are for you. What are those indicators that say they are at this commitment level um, and build those into the funnel so that as they take those actions, it's a pretty good indicator that that's that they're ready for whatever the next step is. Okay. That that's exactly how I think about it. Um, like I was saying. So Kate, one last question. Now I know this is gonna be a huge one. A lot of people are gonna ask. When now that they know what a sales funnel is, what do you think they should do to start planning and thinking how to build a sales funnel? Um, if they can't afford to, you know, hire you or hire another professional to do it, what are some basic things that they might can do to sit down, brain dump? and actually do to build their own sales funnel, something simple. Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is, again, go back to like analyze, right? Your own relationship path that your clients or customers have come through. Or if you haven't had them yet, um, I wouldn't necessarily jump to sales funnel, right? I would jump to say like nurture sequence so that you yeah. can actually just like be warming people up and be in communication with them. But if you have had customers and clients and you kind of know what that looks like, then you can remember, right, take stock, go back to those discovery calls and go back to those different things and start writing down, you know, what they were saying about their lives and what would be helpful. And then you can actually plot the big points like the checklist or the webinar or whatever those commitment levels are. And then my favorite, and then you can do the communication, right? That moves them from one level to another by yeah. educating, addressing objections, um, you know, establishing authority, all those good things. Um, and then I like to test it live. So I almost always recommend launching or doing something that's a big promotion that gets a lot of people through the funnel at one time. I like to do it in launching a, just because I love launching and B because you get a lot of real time feedback, um, as people are going through and that can be really, really helpful as, as then you can sort of figure out which notes hit, are hitting, which aren't, um, how it converted, what that looked like. It will, the conversion rates will go down a little once you automate it because you're probably getting colder traffic in there, but it's at least a good way to determine whether or not what you're doing is resonating with the people that are into it. Right. And so 
that's what I usually suggest is let's launch it, then automate it and test and tweak. And that's the thing. It's going to take time. Your first funnel is not going to work, <laughs> not going to work perfectly. It might work okay, right? But you have to, it's mm -hmm. an ever evolving thing. It's never a complete set it and forget it item. You're always going to need to examine those percentages, start looking at where people are dropping off and all that good stuff. So just know that it's a long-term project um, as you go through. So even for your um, funnels, like she was saying, um, do, do KPIs, key performance indicators for your funnels. I'll go in like, let's say, Kate, would you do like at the end of every quarter or every month, maybe? I like to check in on them monthly, maybe okay. more if I know that a, a bunch of people have just gone through. So say I just launched it. I did a lot of ads for it right at the beginning and then I scaled them back for like for regular occurrence. I might check it, you know, at the end of whatever the period is, if it's a week or two or whatever, um, just to kind of see if I know that a lot of people have gone through it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is sort of like, you definitely want like a minimum of a hundred people to go through it before you really know. It'd be better if you had like 500 people go through it, 250, like somewhere in that. So you've got a good sample number to then be able to see where people are falling off, what's actually working and if it's even converting for you at all. So it kind of just depends. At first I'd be checking it probably more often, but over time I'd be checking it monthly to quarterly. Yeah, that's probably what I would do also. Um, or even when I did build my sales funnel back in the days, <laughs> it was mm -hmm. me just literally getting on Airtable or even Google Sheets. And I made little columns and I put in there the date that they got into the conversion, that conversion rate, they actually click all those draining details and see my conversions. Like she said, get a good 500 leads into there. Um, just to see and test out your funnel. Like she was saying, it's not going to be perfect um, your first time launching or even doing it. But it's just the fact that you gave it a shot. You see what's wrong and you see what's right and you move on to your next funnel. So, Kate, thank you so much for being on the podcast um, this week. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. So before Kate go, I want Kate to tell us how we can work with her, um, even just a little bit about her company and how she can help us with her sales, help us with our sales funnels. Yeah. So my company is Cobblestone Creative Co. And we um, are a boutique marketing agency and we really help with those conversion opportunities. So you can work with us to launch something new or to launch something that, or relaunch something that you've been doing. And then um, even potentially to take that launch and turn it into um, a sales funnel down the line. So we do done for you. And I even have a course about launching that opens periodically um, that can help you get a good head start on your sales funnels if that's something you're interested in. Well, all right, Kate. Thank you so much. And I will also put all this information to Kate's website, all this in the description below. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you, Kate, once again for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the System Elite Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review below and let us know how you like this week's episode. Also, make sure that you subscribe so you won't miss it on our next episode.